Chapter 10 Sai Baba's Mode of Life Remember him Sai Baba always with love for he was ever engrossed in doing good to all and always abided in his self to remember him only is to solve the riddle of life and death this is the best and the easiest of sadhanas as it involves no expenditure a little exertion here brings great rewards so as long as our senses are sound we should minute by minute practice this sadhana all other gods are illusory guru is the only god if we believe in sadguru's holy feet he can change our fortune for the better if we serve him sincerely we get rid of our worldly afflictions we need not study any philosophy like the nyay and the mimansa as we trust the helmsman in crossing the rivers and seas so we have to trust a sadguru in getting over the ocean of worldly existence the sadguru looks to the intense feelings and the devotion of his devotees endows them with knowledge and eternal bliss in the last chapter baba's mendicancy and devotees experiences and other subjects are dealt with let the readers now read where and how baba lived how he slept and how he taught etc baba's wonderful bedstead let us first see where and how baba slept mr nana sahib dengre brought for sai baba a wooden plank about 4 arms in length and only a span in breadth for sleeping upon instead of keeping the plank on the floor and then sleeping on it baba tied it like a swing to the rafters of the masjid with old shreds of rags and commenced to sleep upon it the rags were so thin and worn out that it was a wonder how they could bear or support the weight of the plank itself let alone the weight of baba but somehow or the other it was baba's sheer leela that the worn out rags did sustain the plank along with the weight of baba on it on the four corners of this plank baba lighted pantis that is earthen lamps one at each corner and kept them burning the whole night it was a sight for the gods to see baba sitting or sleeping on this plank it was a wonder to all how baba got up and down the plank out of curiosity many observers kept watching the process of mounting and dismounting but none could succeed as crowds began to swell so as to detect this wonderful feat baba one day broke the plank into pieces and threw it away baba had all the eight mahasiddhis that is powers at his command he neither practiced nor craved for them they came to him naturally as a result of his spiritual perfection manifestation of brahma to sai baba looked like a man 3 cubits and a half in length still he dwelt in the hearts of all inwardly he was unattached and indifferent but outwardly he longed for mass welfare though inwardly an abode of peace he looked outwardly restless inwardly he had the state of brahma outwardly he seemed engrossed in the world sometimes he looked on all with affection 
and at times he threw stones at them sometimes he scolded them while at times he embraced them and was calm composed tolerant and well balanced he always abided and was engrossed in the self and was well disposed towards his bhakts he always sat on one asan and never traveled his satka was a small stick which he always carried in his hand he was calm and thought free he never cared for wealth and fame and lived on arms such a life he led he always uttered allah malik god is the real owner entire and unbroken was his love for the bhaks he was the mine or storehouse for self knowledge and full of divine bliss such was the divine form of sai baba boundless endless and undifferentiated one principle which enveloped the whole universe from a stone to brahma incarnated in sai baba the really meritorious and the fortunate people got this treasure groove in their hands while those people who not knowing the real worth of sai baba took him to be a mere human being were indeed unfortunate his stained shirdi and probable birth date none knew or knows the parents and the exact date of birth of sai baba but it can be approximately determined by his stained shirdi baba first came to shirdi when he was a young lad of 16 and stayed there for 3 years then all of a sudden he disappeared for some time after some time he reappeared in the nizam state near aurangabad and again came to shirdi with the marriage party of chan patel when he was about 20 years old thence he stayed in shirdi for an unbroken period of 60 years after which baba took his mahasamadhi in the year 1918 from this we can say that the year of baba's birth was approximately 1836 ad baba's mission and advice saint ramdas 1608 to 1681 flourished in the 17th century and fulfilled to a great extent his mission of protecting cows and brahmins against the yavans but within 2 centuries after him the split between the two communities that is the hindus and the muslims widened up and sai baba came to bridge that gulf his constant advice to all was to this effect ram the god of the hindus and rahim the god of the muslims were one and the same there was not the slightest difference between them why should their devotees fall out and quarrel amongst themselves you ignorant folk join hands and bring both the communities together act sanely and thus you will gain your object of national unity it was not good to dispute and argue so don't argue don't emulate others always consider your interest and welfare the lord will protect you yoga sacrifice penance and knowledge are the means to attain god if you do not succeed in this by any means in vain is your path if anyone does any evil onto you do not retaliate if you can do anything do some good onto others this is short but sai baba's advice to all and this will stand us in good stead both in material and spiritual matters mm-hmm.
साई बाबा है सदगुरु देर आर मेनी सो कॉल्ड गुरुज हु गो अबाउट फ्रॉम हाउस टू हाउस विथ सिंबल्स एंड वीना इन देर हैंड्स एंड मेक अ शो ऑफ देर स्पिरिचुअलिटी दे ब्लो मंत्रास इन टू द इयर्स ऑफ द डिसाइपल्स एंड एक्सट्रैक्ट मनी फ्रॉम देम दे प्रोफेस टू टीच पिटी एंड रिलीजन टू द डिसाइपल्स बट आर दिमसेल्स इम्पायस एंड इरिलीजियस साई बाबा नेवर थॉट ऑफ मेकिंग द लीस्ट शो ऑफ हिज वर्थ दैट्स पिटी he had no body consciousness but he had great love for his disciples there are two kinds of gurus one niyat appointed or fixed and two aniyat unappointed or general the latter by their advice develop the good qualities in us purify our hearts and set us on the path of salvation but contact with the former dispels a sense of dualities that is the sense of difference and establishes us in unity by making us realize the art that there are various gurus imparting to us various kinds of worldly knowledge but he who fixes us in our nature that is our self and carries us beyond the ocean of worldly existence is the sadguru sai baba who is such a sadguru his greatness is indescribable if anybody went to take his darshan he without being asked would give every detail of his past present and future he saw divinity in all beings friends and foes were alike to him disinterested and balanced he obliged the evil doers as well as the pious he was the same in prosperity and adversity no doubt ever touched him though he acted through the body he was not in the least attached to his body or house though he looked embodied he was really unembodied that is free from the gross existence blessed are the people of shirdi who worshiped sai as their god while eating drinking working in their backyards and fields and doing various household works they always remembered sai and sang his glory they knew no other god except sai want to speak of the sweetness of the love of the women of shirdi they were quite ignorant but their pure love inspired them to compose poems and songs in their simple rustic language letters of learning they had none but one can discern real poetry in their simple songs it is not intelligence but love that inspires real poetry as such real poetry is the manifestation of true love and this can be seen and appreciated by intelligent listeners collection of these folk songs is desirable and by baba's wish some fortunate devotee may undertake the task of compiling and publishing these folk songs either in the sai leela magazine or separately in a book baba's humility lord or bhagwan is said to have six qualities that is fame wealth non attachment knowledge grandeur and liberality baba had all these in him he incarnated in flesh for the sake of bhaks wonderful was his grace and kindness for he drew the devotees to him or how else could one have known him for the sake of his bhaks baba spoke such words the goddess of speech could not utter here is a specimen baba spoke very humbly as follows slave of slaves i am your debtor 
I am satisfied at your darshan. It is a great favor that I saw your feet. I am an insect in your excreta. I consider myself blessed thereby. What humility is this? Though outwardly Baba seemed to enjoy sense objects, he had not the least flavor in them, nor even the consciousness of enjoying them. Though he ate, he had no taste and thought. He saw, he never felt any interest in what he saw. Regarding passion, he was a perfect celibate as Hanuman. He was not attached to anything. He was pure consciousness, the resting place of desire, anger, envy, and other feelings. In short, he was disinterested, free, and perfect. A striking instance may be cited in illustration of this statement. Nanavali. There was in Shirdi a very quaint and a queer fellow by the name Nanavali. He looked to Baba's work and affairs. He once approached Baba, who was seated on his gaddi, that is his seat, and asked him to get up, as he wanted to occupy the same. Baba at once got up and left the seat, which he had occupied. After sitting there a while, Nanavali got up and asked Baba to resume his seat. Then Baba sat down, and Nanavali fell at his feet. Then Baba sat down. And Nanavali fell at his feet. Baba did not show the slightest displeasure in being dictated or outsted. This Nanavali loved Baba so much that he breathed his last on the thirteenth day of Baba's Mahasamadhi. The easiest path, hearing the stories of the saints and being in their company. Though Sai Baba acted outwardly like an ordinary man. His action showed extraordinary wisdom and skill. Whatever he did was done for the good of his devotees. He never prescribed any asan, regulation of breathing, or any rites to his bhakts. Nor did he blow any mantras into their ears. He told them to leave off all cleverness and always remember Sai, Sai. If you did that, he said, all your shackles would be removed. and you would be free sitting through five fires sacrifice chanting eightfold yoga are possible for the brahmins only they are of no use to the other classes the function of the mind is to think it cannot remain without thinking for a minute if you give it a sense object it will think about it if you give it guru it will think about guru you have heard most attentively the grandeur of sai this is the natural remembrance of sai hearing the stories of the saints is not so difficult as the other sadhanas mentioned above they the stories remove all fear of this sansar that is the worldly existence and take you on the spiritual path so listen to these stories meditate on them and assimilate them you may attend to your worldly duties but give your mind to sai and his stories and then he sure to bless you this is the easiest path but why do not all take to it the reason is that that without god's grace we do not get the desire to listen to the stories of saints with god's grace everything is smooth and easy hearing the stories of the saints is in a way keeping their company the importance of the company of the saints is very great it removes our body consciousness and egoism destroys completely 
the chain of our birth and death cuts asunder all the knots of the mind and takes us to god who is pure consciousness it certainly increases a non attachment to sense objects and makes us quite indifferent to the pleasures and the pains and leads us onward on the spiritual path if you have no other sadhana such as uttering god's name worship or devotion etc but if you take refuge in them that is the saints wholeheartedly they will carry you off safely across the ocean of worldly existence it is for this reason that the saints manifest themselves in this world even sacred rivers such as the ganga godavari krishna and kaveri etc which wash away the sins of the world desire that the saints should come to them for a bath and purify them such is the grandeur of the saint it is on account of the store of the merits in the past births that we have attained the feet of sai baba we conclude this chapter with meditation on sai's form he the graceful and handsome sai standing on the edge of the masjid and distributing udi to each and every bhakt with a view to his welfare he who thinks of the world as an illusion and who is ever engrossed in the supreme bliss before him we humbly prostrate ourselves bow to shri sai peace to all om sai ram